You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to another episode of the e-commerce marketing show. I'm super excited because today I get to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is email and not just email, but copywriting is really my favorite topic in business with Ryan Lee. Ryan is the founder of a nutrition bar company called Rewind. They've been around for a year and a half. He's going to tell us a lot about it. So what's up, Ryan? Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. What's going on, Dave? I am excited because I love, 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 love talking about email. And the fact we're both wearing black t-shirts, even better. (laughs) (laughs) That was the dress code. Okay. Before we talk about email, tell me about Rewind. Because here's the thing. My guess is that you didn't start this company because you loved copywriting, right? There's a bigger why behind your company. So let's talk about Rewind first. I don't know if you know about my history. I've been online for 20 years. So I started the world's first sports training membership site. But I studied all of the old copywriters. Gary Halbert, Eugene Schwartz. I'm actually good friends with Ben Savanga. So I come from that world. Like I love that world. So I love direct response marketing, but with Rewind, so I had ups and downs and built a couple of really successful companies. But a few years ago, well, it started about 10 years ago. My wife and I just had our fourth kid a few months later. You have four. I have two. It's uh, chaos. As of today, they're 10, 12, 14, and 16. So it's craziness. We had just had our fourth kid. And then right after my mom got sick with cancer and passed away like three months later. And then one of my businesses fell apart. I lost millions of dollars in like months. And everything came crashing down, started gaining weight, started getting pain in my joints, and I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. Fast forward, ups and downs and feeling good and not feeling good. I didn't want to go on medication. I said, what can I do to eat things that don't cause inflammation? And that was the genesis of the bar. I couldn't find a good bar. Most bars have dairy and whey, or they have sugar alcohol, which doesn't feel good, or soy or gluten. So I just created it. It wasn't me sitting around saying, hmm, how can I make millions? How do I become a copywriter? It was just, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to serve people. Maybe there's a hole in the market. Maybe I could build a nice business out of this. I already had other companies running and I'm just leading with my heart and just going for it. It's actually really interesting that if you've been selling things online for the last 20 years, then like my guess is you really thought about direct response. Like Your skill set is actually perfect for what's happening in the world with the shift from brick and mortar to direct to consumer. Like Those principles have always applied. So forget about Privy, forget about Rewind. Like Let's talk about copywriting. What did you learn from studying those guys, Eugene Schwartz, Claude Hopkins, Gary Halbert? What are some of the principles? This is the stuff that has taught me so much about marketing. And, and the yeah. thing that I talk about a lot is tools and technology are going to change every year, every five years, every 10 years. But the one thing that's never changed is people. And I think those Mm -hmm. copywriters really understand that. So what did you take from them? The first big shift I had, because I I worked in a children's hospital for six years and I was a personal trainer on the side. And when I started doing my own flyers, that's when I started to read about this. And the first big shift was selling benefits, not features, right? It's not about the bar and it being gluten-free or about a software that has eight gigabytes or whatever. It's about what that bar can do for you. And it's really about the human emotion, human behavior, and going layers and layers deeper. Most people, especially e-commerce, they start with a product. Here's my phone. Here's my bar. Here's my widget. 
and it's very superficial. And sometimes they'll go one level deeper. It's a gluten-free bar. And the biggest question, I don't remember who was the one who phrased it this way. Maybe it was like asking the two words, so what? Well, like, so what? What does that mean for me? Well, it's gluten-free, so you're not going to get inflammation. And most people, even if they go that level, Dave, which most don't, they stop. But let's go deeper. Well, so what? Well, it's no inflammation, so my joints don't hurt. Great. We're getting there. So what? Well, now I have more energy and I feel good. So what? Well, now I can play with my kids and be pain-free and enjoy more time with them. That's where you have to go. It's the emotion. It's the human emotion and getting beyond just the physical product features. And it's crazy because there are so many great entrepreneurs, especially starting e-commerce companies that have the heart in the right place. Most people do it because they want to create a product that's good, that helps people, that serves people, that does good things, but they're not marketing the right way. I use the analogy. I came up with these words because they also rhyme. So it's just, you know, my copywriting stuff. It's like 50% heart. So 50% heart is that emotion, that connection, that human behavior, like all that good juicy stuff. But it's also 50% the smarts, which is knowing how to write a good headline, using an email subject with curiosity that's going to get open, knowing when to email, what time to email, how often to email, using a call to action, not just a generic link, having some scarcity built in. Most people will go one or the other. They're going to either go all heart and the copy is very soft, it's fluffy, but there's no bite to it. No one actually takes action. There's some that are just the smart, the tacticians, but there's no human emotion and everything is sale, 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 20% off, buy now, buy now. When the real magic happens when that intersection of both, when you combine the heart and the smart, it's unstoppable. I and you're doing things good. When we publish this episode, we'll have a blog post with it where we got to show a bunch of your emails because I think this is one of those things that you need to see it to really understand it. I think one of the ways it seems to be that you do that is you put a lot of like screenshots and images in your email that most big name brand D2C marketers wouldn't think are like, you know, brand and sexy, but like, yeah, this is to me the (laughs) stuff that works. So talk about your approach to putting screenshots. Like I'm looking at an email right now. Somebody wrote you like a a little nasty gram, like a handwritten note. Your bars were utterly, yeah, utterly disgusting. (laughs) And then, you know, there's another one with like real pictures of you. So talk about your approach to what you put in emails. I look at email and I've been teaching email writing for a while. Let's kind of break down a few things. Number one, speak to one person. Write like you're writing to a friend. Avoiding language like, hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. Because the minute you see that, you're like, okay, Dave's not talking to me. He's talking to everybody. And it's not really, it doesn't feel that relationship. Imagine you're sitting down having a conversation at a bar, at a coffee shop, and I treat them like my friends. My dad is on my email list. My sister's on my email list. My wife is. So I just want to speak just me. I really, really try to write as I'm speaking. Like I want people to read my email and feel like it's Ryan just talking to me. The same Ryan you get right now on this podcast is the same Ryan you're going to hear in my email. Let me read this email. Here's one note we received recently, and it's a picture of a handwritten letter that says, (laughs) I think if I can read this, I received a response back from my email. I am returning order number 1647-1620. My understanding is that I have been refunded. I am sorry, but these bars are utterly disgusting. (laughs) And below that, you write, yep. Utterly disgusting is how she describes the bars. Okay, she spelled utterly wrong, but you get the point. 
hey, it happens. We're not for everyone. Some people are used to highly processed fake bars that make you feel crappy, bars that are made with artificial sweeteners like sucralose or sugar alcohol or bloaty whey protein or super sweet bars with added sugar or high fructose corn syrup. So we let that negativity sympathy roll off our shoulders. I don't know you that well, but I can hear you saying that. Yeah. And I think there's something to that. For some reason though, it's harder for people to write like they talk mm-hmm. and to write in like professional business language. Why do you think we, that is? Because we've been conditioned, for some reason we like compartmentalize. We think, okay, here's me hanging out with college friend from Dave, writing you an email. Hey Dave, what's going on? What are you doing this weekend? We have that personality. And then we have, well, this is an email going to my customers. I have to put on my professional hat. I have to remember what Mrs. Jones, my seventh grade English teacher taught me about pronouns and adjectives. I don't even know what the heck those are. I was terrible in school. I still can't tell you what the heck an adjective is or adverb, something with adjectives. We change. And it's so funny. The minute we open up our email system and we start writing to our customers or prospects, we change. We go into professional mode. And some people, worse, they go into like direct response copywriting mode. It's either really hypey or disconnected. The difference is using language like, here's how most corporate corporate people say, we sincerely apologize for the delay. We shall refund you immediately, henceforth, right? right? Like friggin' Abraham Lincoln, where I would say, and I tell my staff, that's not the way we talk. We say, OMG, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're right. We're wrong. Refunds on the way. We'll take care of it ASAP. We're on it. Speak like a human being and write your emails like that. And it feels weird at first because people are nervous and they feel like they're going to be judged. And look, will it turn some people off? Yes, you cannot please everybody. The minute you try to please everybody, you're done. We got an email once when we first started doing this from this woman and we knew it was going to be negative because the first line she said, she said, as a highly educated woman, I'm offended Uh by blah, blah. And she said, you know, the fact we're in a crisis and the fact you don't take nutrition seriously and make jokes, I cannot endorse you. Okay go find crazy nutrition person who's going to like talk about studies and all stuff. We're not for you. And that's totally fine. But even if you are in a business that's kind of sciencey or whatever, or very technical, you could still use your personality. And not only can you use your personality, you should, because people want, you know, you understand direct marketing. I could tell you sprouting off the names. People still want to buy from others they know, like, and trust. Not a nameless, faceless corporation with a stupid sale every day where you don't know who's behind it. And it's this cold thing. So just try it. Honestly, try it for two weeks. Every email you send, act like you're speaking to a friend. I also think like the industry, this is the e-commerce marketing show. Like, Let's assume that you are an entrepreneur in e-commerce listening to this. You have such an advantage because most likely you started this business or you're working on this business for a reason. You can actually just tell your story. And I think this is the missed opportunity that we've talked about a lot on this podcast is like, I want to know who you are. You're the founder of this company. You started this business. Like, are you actually like, where are you shipping things from? Is this in your living room? If you can't do that, the other thing you can do is tell it through your customers. And so like, there's usually a real story behind this. I I met with someone about a month ago and he's a finance guy, but he's going to quit his job to start a men's underwear, like direct to consumer business. And he's like, well, what should my marketing strategy be? And I'm like, your marketing strategy should be tell people why the hell you're a finance guy quitting his job in finance to go start a men's underwear business and literally just write that story. And that is your whole marketing voice to everyone. Absolutely. And it's so funny because they do the opposite and they run away from it. And I don't know this person you're talking about, but 
most people in his position would run away from it. They would hide behind it. It would be about us with the company. You wouldn't even see his name. And we are whatever it's called, money pants, you know, and we were, <laughs> it's generic, it's blah, and he's not going to use his story and he wants to hide. Whereas opposed to saying, like showing a picture of him burnt out in a cubicle saying, my God, I was two weeks away from like jumping out of a building because it was awful. I couldn't do it. I hated it. I want to do something I was passionate about. I realized every day my underwear was too tight. I don't like it. It didn't fit right, blah, blah, blah. So you know what? I'm putting my money where my mouth is. We're going for it. We're going to have fun. We're going to build a tribe. We're going to start with underwear. And let's see where this journey takes us. What I love doing is bringing all of my, well, I don't even call them, I don't call them customers. I call them rewinders. They're in on the journey with me and they know what's going on. They're the ones who help choose our next bar flavors and drink flavors. Like, can you, can you talk about your website? Because of what I love in marketing, like there's some really intentional elements of, of what's on your website. And I think you do... I, I'm just going to shut up. I want to actually try to hear you explain your way through it. Like Outside of the actual mechanics of your website and the fact that you mm-hmm. sell bars, take me, through, take me through the elements that are on your website. Well, in terms of like the, the, the brand or the product pages or... Kind of, like more, more so the content. Because I think your, okay. your website is actually a masterclass in like copyright, like all the principles from copywriting are on your website, right? You have, you have social proof, you have, uh, uh, talk through some yeah. of that stuff. Well, yeah, obviously a big one is social proof, right? Is because we said no like and trust, like they got to trust you um, and getting people who like your product and highlighting them. And what we do even in our emails and our site is, is we want to elevate our rewinders and show them like we're real people, we're real human beings. Um, yeah. I also try to have with, with our brand, now every brand is different, right? There are some companies, like I know Dave Asprey and he has a company called Bulletproof. And I know Dave and he's definitely like a more serious person and it's very sciencey and biohacky. Um, so that's, that's their voice. Our voice is much more fun. Even the name Rewind, we use like a little retro theme. So we'll talk about like the 80s stuff or 70s or 90s and we play into that. Like we'll say, oh, get a boombox of bars. Like we just kind of lean into that stuff, and uh, that's <laughs> get a boom, get a boombox of bar. Like yeah. that's your unit of measurement. Get a boombox. Get of a boombox. Boombox of bars. Um, but like, if I'm everyone- I'm looking at your site. It's it's okay. So if you're if you're listening to this, and you're not driving. Pull up re- rewindbars.com. But like, boom, Stephanie Y. Verified purchase. They satisfy me like a meal without heavy without feeling heavy. Mary S. I was not expecting to love these bars as much as I do. And C. Love my rewind bars. Tanya S. Like, this yeah. is to me. This is getting this marketing content is so easy, but all you have to do is make this front and center of your website. You're letting these, you're letting the real people. And by the way, yeah. the best part about this is like, these are obviously real, real people. These are not stock yeah. photos. These are not yeah. models you hired. These are real people buying your stuff and, and they're the front and center of your marketing. Right. And, and we have, I mean, what I, I have a file with like hundreds and hundreds of screenshots, especially on Facebook that I haven't even put on because we're, we are going to be, um, we're adding some new products and some new stuff. So we're going to be doing a lot more with the site, but yeah, Wait, there's, take, there's take me of- through, take me through the mechanics of that. Just cause I'm curious, like, is that a Google doc? Like, how do you save the, like, do you, do you just screenshot good reviews as you see them? Like how are I'm you actually saving them? them? I'm screenshotting them and saving them on my hard drive. And then we use Basecamp. Um, so I'll just have a whole folder right in Basecamp and just put them right in there. Just and, and, and I'm like, when I'm ready, what are you, what are you going to do with them? Oh yeah. Don't you worry about, don't you worry about that, Dave. <laughs> you worry about privy over there. You'd let me, no, I, no, I'm, I'm going to be putting them everywhere. I mean, we put nice. them, 
Well, first of all, we put them in every email. Every email we send at the bottom, we have a rewinder of the day. So we always feature people, but we're going to put them. You, you, you can never have too much social proof. And if you look at our product pages, what, what you have to do, the real way to sell, um, and to sell with, uh, I say selling with soul and marketing with soul, is you have to get inside the head of your prospect or the person going. They're like, well, I don't know this. I don't know who Rewind is. I never heard of them. Who are? You have to answer every objection because the first thing they're doing is, well, they come sometimes with their arms crossed, right? Like, I'm not buying. No, no way am I going to buy this. And why won't they buy? Well, do, you know, what, what are the ingredients? Do they trust you? What, what's the price? What, um, what are the benefits? So you go through kind of, you answer every single objection. We answer objections a lot of times with a testimonial. So most people are skeptical. They're skeptical on anything. If you have a thing that, you know, a, a toothbrush that whitens your teeth or um, a, a special case where you could drop your phone from an airplane and it won't break, they don't believe you, right? People are very skeptical. So you have to turn that around. And if you can have, especially even one really good testimonial from someone who's, they, they use the words, hey, I was skeptical too, or I didn't think the bar could taste this good. And now the person's like, all right, they're just like me, as opposed to every testimonial sounding the same. And I think it was, I think it was Dan, I think it was Dan Kennedy, but in, in one of his books, he talks about how um, one of the tactics used to be to talk to a prospect and basically have them list, like he'd sit there with a pen and a notepad and he'd have them, he'd call it like draining the objections. And so he'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, what are all your objections? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'd write them all down. And then they'd go and take that and literally go and address them all up front on the website. And it seems Answer to be that's one. something that you've done like with yeah. your stuff, which is like, hey, the whole mission is like, look, I don't want to let any doubt creep into somebody's head. And so the best thing you can do is handle any of those objections up front and say everything you think somebody's going to say, but don't let them say it. And it's like, I, I always use this example. Like you ever go out, my, my wife and I, I always tell the story. We went out to a dinner last, like one time last year for her birthday. And we're at this, we're at this tapas restaurant and we ordered a bunch of tapas and, and the waiter was like, uh, you don't get that one. It's, it's not that good. Mm. And when he sent that one back and told us what to order, we instantly like that place instantly gained so much more credibility. Cause like this guy's a waiter here. He knows that the yeah. chef in the back is picking in his nose and making the whatever. Right. Like, and so I, I think that's such a, but, but as business people, we're so afraid of telling people our flaws. Right. Uh, but despite the fact that we don't, we, our bullshit meters are higher than ever. Like every, anyone who tells us that they have the best product is like, uh, yeah. is that really true? And probably, especially in your industry where you're talking about like, he, you know, health and, and, right. and fitness, you like, I'm, I'm sure the bullshit meter is even higher in your world. Oh my God. You, you have to, this, it's, it's like a little bit of a dance, right? You have, you're hundred percent right. You have to answer every objection, but you have to answer them truthfully. And I think if you, if you try to act like your product is perfect, that's when people are like, you're full of crap. So tell them your flaws. So we'll do, we'll, we do a lot of traffic. We'll do a lot of Facebook ads. It's amazing like how many positive, but yet how many people like slam or they're skeptical and they'll say, oh my God, it has four grams of, or, you know, it has four grams of sugar. This isn't for keto, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> it's, you're right. Like I said, we're keto-ish. Um, I said, however... If you want a bar that has like one gram of, of you know, one, one carb gram, but it has sugar alcohol, that's cool. There's other, there's other brands for you. And I always use that expression 
obviously you use whatever words you use, but I'm like, hey, this is our bar. This is our, these are our drinks. This is what we do. This is what we have. This is what we don't have. Like, our, but we're not a high protein bar. If you want 30 grams of protein and want to look like Schwarzenegger, there's other bars for you. That's cool. And that's what I say. I said, we're not for you and that's cool. And we wish you the best. Like, good luck. Wait, you can buy our stuff. Great. And if you don't, that's cool too. And, and people don't do that. They turn the screws like, you got to buy ours. You got to buy ours. And then everyone's, and they start pushing away. It's like, all right, buy it or don't. All right. Do you, do you write, do you write all of the copy Everything. for the brand today? Everything. I've, I think I've hired, a, not on Rewind, years ago, I hired a copywriter or two to some different products. It never matched my voice. It never matched my, my vibe and my heart and my soul. And Because um, I built two supplement companies years ago. And I was more behind the scenes. But when I left those and I started this new one um, you know, a couple of years ago, I said, I'm going to build this in, in the, like the per- everything I've learned over the 20 years, good, bad, and ugly, and different. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. And I'm just going to lead with my heart. And I'm, the one thing I'm not going to do is outsource the copy because I think that's the most important thing. Now, you might say, and I know what's going to happen. Some people are going to say, well, I'm not a copywriter or you know, now I become the bottleneck. And that's okay because to me, this is, this is my highest leverage activity is doing this because that's the voice of the company. Um, will it be potentially maybe a little bit harder to sell down the road because my voice is kind of entwined in it? Perhaps, but I don't know. No one's promised tomorrow. Like I'm living one day at a time and uh, I'm just, I think if you're going to outsource something, um, don't outsource your soul. Like I love, I love that. Uh, especially yeah. like, well, forget about selling the company. Like that, that is what's going to make the company valuable. So right, right. At, and, at the first yeah. part, like the other thing is like you, you, you hit on something really important, which is like you, this is the highest leverage activity for you as a as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and so you're going to spend your time there. And uh, my guess is that if you're going to spend your time on copywriting, then my guess I don't know anything. This is just, but you're probably outsourcing the rest of everything that you're doing. Yeah. Well, I have. Um... You know, I have a couple full-time people. I have my operations person who handles all of the... If people knew how much work goes into making a bar, like between all the ingredients and, and the manufacturer and, and the box company and the wrapper and fulfillment and coordinate and all the money you have to lay out, it's three months in bed, people would lose their minds. And they're like, oh, why can't you just make the flavor next week? I'm like, are you insane? But anyway, <laughs> you're, you're, getting, you're poking the bear. Okay, so the... Yeah, the highest leverage activity is, is what I do, is the copy and the email. And then we have our full-time operations. We have a full-time support. Everyone else is project by project. I don't need a full-time tech person. It's Shopify. You know? So, yeah. I, I, hey, we need a couple things here. Can you build the upsell, blah, blah, blah? Good. We have a couple of graphics people we use. Can you create this thing in this virtual? Great. Um, so are you, are you writing in, are you, like if you're going to add pages to your website or there's new upsell or new offer... Since you want to own the copy, are, how does that work? Are you like writing a brief and you're writing the copy and then giving that to a designer? How does that process work? I well, with Shopify, what's cool is you could build the pages right in Shopify. Um, so we'll use different apps. Like I use it. There's one app called um, Hypervisual, which I love. It's like a, a, the easiest landing page builder in the world, and it integrates right into our. So I go in there, it's drag and drop, and I, I literally sit and type out the copy and I do it myself. Um, That's awesome. With highest leverage activity, it's always been for me email. 
Um, email is like 80, sometimes 90% of our revenue. It's incredible um, how much revenue we make from email and how few people, few e-commerce companies, how, how they get email wrong or don't email enough. I'll say, well, how often do you email? They'll say once a month. You're out of your mind. I could take any company, if they're, if they're making 100000 a month and they're emailing once a month, I guarantee you I can make them half a million dollars. So, sorry, let, let, let's, yeah. go, let's go deep into that. So, what I want to know a couple of things. Number one is like, what are the mistakes that people, that people make other than not sending enough email? And then number two, I'm interested in just your email strategy because you, mm-hmm. you talked a lot of, like a lot of your emails feel very like storytelling and, and newsletter-ish. Like when, when do you ask for a sale? So like, because obviously if you just send out a newsletter every week, you're, you're not going to sell stuff. So I'm interested in like how you think about the, the kind of one-two punch of email. Well, the thing most people get wrong is, you're, is the big, the, obviously the biggest mistake we just said, they don't email enough. Um, number two is w- if they do email, they're only emailing sales or promotions. Um, number three is when they do, e- if they, even if they have content, it's, it's either really, really generic, um, it's boring, it's stuff you could just find on a blog, um, and there's no heart and soul to it. Um, so those are huge mistakes. And their subject lines aren't very good. There's no, it's not coming from a person or a voice. And sometimes it's disjointed. They'll have one person write one email, they'll have one person write another email. And it's like, there's no consistency. Like we're, we're probably same age-ish, right? You and I, ish. I'm probably, I'm, I'm sure I'm older than you, but. Um, I'm, thir- I'm 32. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm only uh, like 16 years older than you. But anyway, <laughs> but. I look you, older. You, <laughs> I don't know. You're I'm just real tired right you're now. You're a grizzly veteran. Um, <laughs> but you remember a time when you were younger when there was a certain day of the week. Like with me, it was Thursday nights, 8 o'clock. You had your routine for the TV show. Like for us, Thursday nights, it was Cosby Show and Family Ties and Cheers. Like that was, and you set your routine around it. And, and there was something comforting about this, this routine and consistency. And that's another huge mistake is that people who email like the e-commerce companies, there's no consistency. They'll send it on a Tuesday at nine o'clock at night. And then a week and a half later, they'll send it on a Thursday at eight in the morning. So you don't know when it's coming. Um, with me, so what, what I do with email, so I'll take you through, you want me to take you through the system? Yeah. For people who aren't watching video, Dave's nodding his head like a madman. Um, the system is, I get, so first thing you got to do is set your, um, environment, your physical working environment. You've got to go to a place that feels good to you. So for me, it took me a while to figure out where, where I feel good and energized is at a coffee shop. So I get my laptop, I go to a coffee shop, I sit at the same table, I get the same drink to the point where I start, they see my car in the parking lot and they start making the drink. I remember one time I was in the car, took me a minute, I got there and the drink was already waiting and someone's sitting down like, how did you do that? I'm like, I'm like Ryan Lee, bitch. Consistency, um, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I put my, my headphones on. I'll put one song on. And it's, it's funny. It's been, it's been shown with studies that, especially for us entrepreneurs with this like entrepreneurial ADD, we, we could go into real hyper-focus mode. So there's something soothing about one song on repeat. So I'll listen to one song and just loop it. And I get in this hypnotic zone. And the very, very first thing I do before opening email, before social media or Facebook or liking Dave's posts or flaming you or whatever I'm going to do, um, it's writing 
the email every single day. Like that's what I do. Um, and people say, well, Ryan, you must batch these ahead of time, right? You must schedule these out weeks in advance. And I swear to you, I sit down and I open my email. I use, um, of course, I go privy as my pop-up. We, that was life-changing once we added in how many more leads we got. I love it. But that's my little plug. Um, love it. And, and, and I'll write my email and it's in real time. It's like, hey, it's Tuesday morning. I'm sitting here. And it's just like, what's on my mind for the day? Now you asked what, and, and we incorporate story. And Sorry, so are you, are you literally sending an email every single day to your list? So what I'm doing, so with every list, you have to, you don't know until you try things. Like what's too much volume, what's not enough volume. So what I'm doing now is I'll send, let's say it's Monday, I'll send an email to the list. And Tuesday, um, 24 hours later, I'll resend the exact same email with a different subject line to everyone who didn't open. And then I'll email, Love and that. then I'll do a new email Wednesday. So, so essentially, they're getting a new email anywhere from three to four times a week. I, I actually, it's so funny. I literally just did a video on this today that I posted on Twitter and LinkedIn where I, it's, it's called, basically from one email, you can get so many different audiences because the mistake that people make is, look, good open rate today is 20 to 30%. So 70% of the people who are never, are never going to open your email. So the opportunity right. is to resend to those people. You can keep the copy exactly the same. All you have to do is switch up the subject line. That's one audience. Yeah. The other audience is there's going to be a whole universe of people who opened your email but never actually clicked. And so that opportunity is send to them in another two days, but change up the copy. And you can even mention like, hey, you didn't take advantage of this offer. I love that you do that. Yeah, and it's so simple. And when I started doing that, we... we I mean, overnight boosted our revenue by, by like 50%. The email revenue, was, it was insane. <clears throat> yeah. so, we'd, so, so if people are opening, they'll get it every other day. Um, and you ask, well, if you're only set, talking about stories or whatever, like when are you selling? And the thing is, it's always, it's like 80, 90% content. And we always have like a soft sell. It could be in the PS. So we'll talk, like even today's email was, was just, I, I was feeling good. I'm like, you know what? We're more, we're more than just bars and drinks. Like this is about changing your life. Forget what happened in the past. I want to help you. I actually sent them to a Facebook post. I'm like, if you're in, you're in, give me a heck yes. And then PS, click here again for the link to Facebook group. PPS, if you haven't got the drink yet, click here. That's it. And then underneath that, every single email is always the reminder of the day. Hey, Jenny loved our bars. Here's a picture of her with the bar. Here's a picture with the drink. Click here. You know, be like Jenny. And, and are you just picking, it. are you just going to your reviews and just picking one that's good and taking a screenshot and putting it in there? That's exactly what I do. That's it. Either, it. either review or uh, someone posts in our Facebook group or on our Facebook um, ads, one of the comments. That's it. And how do you, do you, do you ever send like a dedicated like flash set? Like, do you, how do you, do you mix in those things or just very this is your consistent drumbeat? Very, very rarely. Even if I do, there's a story behind it. Um, so for example, we do get, you know, some returns or we get boxes that are dented or stuff like that. So we, and I showed a picture, I said, here's a box that's a little beat up. The bars are still good. It's a dent, you know, here's, here's, here's how it actually looks here. Here's why we're offering a discount. Get them now. So I didn't just say, Flash sale, 30% off. We, I never do that. I never Love do that. that. Um, so there's always a story behind it. Um, but we rarely do it. Because I, 
one of the companies I owned, we made that mistake of turning people into just coupon. So all they did was wait for a coupon to the point where we had to send a discount every single day. It's, it's like people who go into Bed Bath & Beyond. If you don't come in with that stupid 20% off coupon, you feel like you're getting screwed, right? Um, or, or, or you know that you can just like mention it. Right, hey, can I get the 20% too? <laughs> hey, give me the 20%. What's up? I got, you know, hey, yeah. I need some so, uh, so, I need a shower and, caddy. And, yeah. I love that. The other thing is like, here, here's a secret, right? You got really good at writing email copy. You know why? Because you did it. You do it every single day, every single week. Like that is that's the it. only way to get better at writing copy. There is no hack for that. It is. It's, that's it. It's, it's like flexing that muscle to the point where it, it becomes almost automatic. But, and, and I know you just said, you know, it's writing the copy. See, what I do is I don't even think about it like writing copy. I think about it like I'm sitting down and I'm writing a letter to a friend. And it mm. takes all the pressure off. The minute you start thinking like that, you're like, I'm not a copywriter. I'm writing to my buddy, Dave. Like, I love that. Easy. And, and, and just like all the pressure goes away. And I'm telling you, for everyone watching this, the billions of people watching this or listening to this right now. 10 billion. 10 billion. You are through the roof, Dave. Um, <laughs> the, just try it for like a week or two. Everyone I've taught this program to and this system, because I used to have a program, it was called One Email a Day, where I taught the whole system, where every single person who did it said, oh my God, I'm actually, my open rates are going up and I'm getting people replying saying, you know, I love your email. I love, and, and it, you, here's what you want to do. You want to get to the point where your email subject doesn't matter. Like you can say anything Right. And they email, they open it because it's coming from Dave. Um, and to the, and also you want to get to the point where if you don't email for three, four days, and I've done this when I used to have, when I used to market my business list, I wouldn't email for like three, four days. I'd be on vacation or whatever. Just like, I need to go offline. We would get, we would get dozens or hundreds of emails. Is Ryan okay? Where is he? We miss him. Uh, so you go from, like, you go from the perception of like, <laughs> you go from this perception of like, most people are like, ugh, another email to like, people are like, Ryan, please market to me. Like that's what, that, that's what type of reaction you're getting from people. Because they feel good. Like I, I, I when you're going to write an email, it, it also can't just be fluffy story, right? You have to, every, everything you do, there has to be at least one actionable piece of like advice or content that they can take away and do something with. Um, so if it's in the health space, is there something that they could do? Is it eating this or not eating this or doing this workout? Uh, any market, there's something actionable, some piece of where they feel like, okay, there's a little bit of bite to this and I don't want to miss it. Like that's, that's where you want to get to. But if you're, only selling, if you're only sending coupons, it's crazy. And there's such a disconnect. I got, I got one, bar, I remember I got, uh, I'd order bars from all these different companies to see what they do. And one company, they send the box and it was this beautiful packaging, this handwritten note. We love you. We care about you. They, I, I bought these like two years ago. They would send one email every like eight months and it was 20% off. It's like, you don't care about me. You don't. Like, it's great and the packaging is great and it's great lip service, but let's be real. You don't care. Um, people have to know you care and you have to mean it. Um, you have to protect them like with your life. And my subscribers know I'd run through the friggin' wall for them. Like I got their back and it's, and I truly do. Um, which is also why I never, ever promote other products or programs. Like you're my tribe. Like this is it. 
let's do this. And I'm not going to like sell other crap to make a commission. Not that there's any, look, I feel like Jerry Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, and if you want to have affiliate stuff and sell commissions to people who don't open, cool, go for it. I just decided that I wasn't going to do that. And it was only going to be internal offers if we're going to promote it, if we're, if we're going to promote anything and it, just keeping the list clean and the integrity of it. All right. I, I want to, I got one more topic that I want to hit. I, we could talk about copywriting for, for five hours with you, but oh, we're doing it. I, let's I, talk I, about set five hours. Okay. We'll keep you on. We'll, we'll open this up to the public. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll tweet out the zoom link. Everybody can join. Let's talk about selling on, on Shopify, right? Cause you've been, um, you, you, you've had on online businesses for, for two decades. What are looking back Shopify is insane, you know, just growth and how many businesses are being started there. Right. What are some of the, what are some of the things you knew, like as an entrepreneur, maybe, maybe if there's people that are at small or growing brands out there, like what are the Shopify mistakes, do's or don'ts? Uh, but what are some of the lessons you've learned about selling on Shopify? Um, let me see. Selling on Shopify mistakes. Well, it is, it is amazing how easy it is. Uh, the one e-commerce business we built before, this was, we started 14 years ago. Everything was custom. We spent almost $100,000 on it. And we'd spend 15000 a month for our two tech people because we wanted to do an upsell. It would take them two weeks and millions of line of code. Now we Crazy. could do it in like five minutes. Um, one thing is that out of the box, there, there's, there's still little things missing, right? Like you're still going to need some apps to kind of tweak it. It's like a car, you know? You, you want to add some some nice things to it, whatever you want. I know, Dave, you probably got the crazy spinning rims. Um, I do. It's a Cadillac on 24-inch rims, actually. Exactly. See, I'm old school, so I, I want to put the cassette player in the car. <laughs> like, I'm going to add the cassette player. But right. so, so with the reviews, we, we use an app called Looks. So it's automated. So once an order goes out uh, 10 days later, hey, could you please leave a review and we'll give you a little discount if you leave the review. So like there's one thing. What we also did was now it costs us a lot of money, but we add, we changed. Shopify doesn't allow you to do a um, one click post purchase upsell automatically. Me and what I'm now you can do some upsells like a pre card upsell and add this to it. But I'm talking about they buy our bars, the credit card goes through, and then it says, "Hey, congratulations! If you want another box at a discount or this, you can't." And, and you click a button. You have to use an app and you almost have, you have to go outside of Shopify payments to do that. There's Bold, does it. We, we use, we're using a thing called Cardhook. Um, it, it makes us so much extra money. It's insane. Plus it's a one page checkout. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, like the, the most classic upsell of all time is the McDonald's. Like what, what's the best time to ask for more? It's like, do you want fries with that? But, but so that's interesting. Right. So, so it's, more, it's more difficult uh, just to do that out of the box on Shopify. You can't. Um, if you're using Shopify payments as of today's recording, you can't. Hopefully they add one day, but they don't write out. Um, so you need a third party. When you do a third party, you're not using Shopify payments. You have to go outside. So it still connects with like Stripe and, and PayPal and stuff like that, but there are extra fees with that. But the amount of revenue you get pays for it. I mean, in one day, it pays for us for, for 10 years. The, hey, on, on the, yeah. Just before, on, on the reviews piece, where do, where do all your reviews go once you get them? Um, what do you mean, where do they go? Like, are you featuring them on, on your website? Oh, they automatically like, go to our, our website. They automatically go to whatever product you bought. So if you bought our 
cinnamon coffee cake bars, that cinnamon coffee cake review automatically is a cinnamon coffee cake page on the bottom. Automatically, we don't even have to touch it. Got it. Which is great. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, another biggie, which I didn't have till probably six months later, was adding a pop-up. My band Privy. Um, Shout Privy! Privy! Yes. But, I mean, the amount of, of leads we get is insane through that. And, and converting, I mean, we have over 50% of people come back and do repeat purchases. So getting them in our world and getting them to feel our vibe is really important. So the, the big things, reviews, um, collecting emails, sending consistent emails, if you can afford it, you know, going with that, that added extra outside thing, whether it's bold or card hook, um, because it's, it's challenging if you want to scale your business if you want to start doing paid traffic, like Facebook ads, Instagram, or YouTube, you, the average order value has to make sense. Um, and it's a, it's a way to increase average order value, sometimes double by, by having that one-click upsell. Now, I'll say this. What you mentioned was true with McDonald's, right? There's, but there's different things. There's a cross-sell, like you get a burger, hey, do you want fries with that? But what works best? Now, can I give away a million-dollar tip right now, Dave? Please. Well, should we just hold that for like the private masterclass? I know we should have <laughs> held it for the upsell. We don't have the upsell built yet. So maybe okay. you have to give it away. Here's, here's what I've learned in, in selling a lot of stuff online for a long time. The upsell that works best is selling more of what they just purchased. Right? So okay. if you're selling, I use the example for, let, let's say a tooth whitening gel. The, the best upsell is not a cross-sell. It's not, well, get a toothbrush. It's buy another bottle at X amount discount because they're already sold on it. They're already in. They're like, I got it. I get the value. It's worth it. My credit card's out. Like, I can get another one at a great discount. Cool. Um, the e- the, and, and so many people, get, they, they get too funky or creative with their upsells and then they, they have to like resell you something completely different, which isn't that easy to do. But they're already right. in with what they bought. So if, if so how does that work for you? Are, you? are you trying to sell like cases or, bar, or boxes? We sell by the box. So we usually give another box um, at a discount. But that's it. We don't do, you can get, see, this is where, again, the heart and the smart, you, you, you got to find that balance because you don't want to annoy everyone because everyone's been through this where you'll, go, you'll get something and they'll have like 12 upsells. And you're like, dude, enough, like enough. Um, and then it's funny cause my, my dad, if, if he buys something online, he says, Oh, this one person tried to sell me three things. I just canceled and refunded everything. I was so annoyed. Um, and a lot of people do that. They have right? no, no purchases. Zero. Um, will, will it increase your average order value a little bit? Yes. But it, but what's the, <clears throat> what's the sacrifice? You're sacrificing the relationship and the long term. So I, we just have one upsell normally just, Hey, you want, you, you, you bought the boxes. Here's another box at a discount. And if you get it great, if you don't, that's cool too. Done. We're not doing down sales and Hey, we'll try this. I remember I, I bought something from a very well-known infomercial fitness thing. Just, I, I love going through the process to see what they're selling. And I'm telling you, it had to be 12 to 15 upsells. <laughs> where it was just insane. And but did you, but did you get the, the Bowflex? What's that? The Bowflex? Was it was the not- Bowflex? P90X? P90, baby! And I know Tony, actually Tony Horton's the face of it, but he wasn't creating the upsells, but it was so yeah. insane. And you could right. tell that's, that's a company, that's, 
no heart, that's all the smarts and the stats and the spreadsheets. You find the intersection, like one upsell, okay. And people tell, oh, that's cool. Oh, and they look at it like, oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to get another one. Um, that, that's what I'm talking about, like doing it long-term and just trying to do it the right way. So I'm, I'm trying to spread the word to get businesses to just unlearn a lot of the stuff. I mean, take, take the stuff we learned from the old gut, from the Halbert, the Bensavenga, but do it the new way and just play and try different things too. Love it. All right, Ryan, I think we got to go because this is otherwise it will never, we'll never end it anywhere. But um, I appreciate you coming on. I love your email stuff. I'm going to get on your email list so I can see all your stuff now. And, and I would just go, honestly, if you're listening to this episode, the best thing that you could do is go to the website, rewindbars.com and go subscribe and check out your emails. Because I think one of the other marketing secrets is to get better at marketing you just got to learn from everybody else, right? Like Ryan yeah. talked about on this episode, learning from Gary Halbert and Eugene Schwartz and the best uh, copywriters. Like if you find somebody that you think is doing a good job in your industry, sign up for their list, get their emails, take that as inspiration and see what that could be for you. Yeah. And, and you, your key word there, inspiration, don't copy. Um, I've had people take my emails to the point where they still, one person I talked about Christmas and we go to my wife's and they're, they love doing karaoke at midnight. And he took my exact email, including my story. He's like, oh, when I was with my in-laws and we do karaoke, I'm like, are you in, like, this is, wait, what? Uh, don't do that. <laughs> like, uh, no, don't do, do that. Don't do but that. use it for inspiration. Absolutely. Go to Rewind Bars, join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Rewind Breakfast Club. Um, see the community we're building. And I'd love to, uh, to hear from, from business owners. I love talking about this stuff. As you can see, I get a little excited about it. Love it. All right, Ryan, great to meet you. Thanks for you coming too. on the show. If you like this episode and you learned one new thing from Ryan, which I mean, I learned 10 things on this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I, I just like seeing that type of stuff because it lets me know who's listening. Ryan, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Thanks for Dave. doing this. All right, you got Bye, it. Man. Bye. Bye.